Friday, right? That's because we're doing this shit on a we're doing it on a Friday today. It's awkward silence, Fancy everybody. Friday. How you doing? That's Fancy right. Fancy Friday. <laughs> this is the show that takes you from the spotlight into the green room with some of your favorite stand-up comics, as well as some of the best undiscovered talent here in Vegas. Uh, of course, if you're one of the few that managed to catch us on this extra special Fancy Friday and you're watching us live, feel free to ask any questions, make comments in the uh, live chat. If you miss us live, you can always email me. Uh, uh, awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com uh, and then uh, subscribe to the show via iTunes. So uh, my name is Brian Maliga and I am joined by my co-host, a man Hello. who's got tiger blood in his veins. That's right. Uh, it's Brent Tobler. What's up, brother? Nothing, buddy. How are you? It's good Ooh, to see you. Hey. That's good. That's a good shot. Out of the shirt. That is, that is excellent. Uh. Uh, well, one of the uh, good parts uh, about doing the show on Friday is because uh, if, if you were here in the live chat yesterday, you know, we had some tech problems. We were here, we were ready, but uh, we had some tech problems, couldn't go, so that's why we're doing it on Friday. Uh, I'm glad because you were not yeah, here. Yeah, I wasn't. I couldn't make it back in time. I didn't get back till late last night, so. Yeah, you uh, I, uh, You know, what's funny is when I got home today, I went to watch the episode and there was no episode, and I was about to text you, like, why is there, what happened, no episode? And right. then right then you text me, like, do you want to do the show at five? I said, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it was great because we were texting back and forth during the week, and I'm like, you know, are you good for the show? And you were like, uh, I can't make it because uh, I'm doing a photo shoot in LA. And I just remember in that moment thinking, I don't know what a photo shoot means to Brant, <laughs> but I promise you it's different than what a photo shoot means to me. So, although yesterday I was told that I'm a pleasure to photograph. Wow. Eat it. Buy a chick. I get it. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what, uh, so what were you up to? Uh, I'm, I'm getting a new website, so I was doing a photo shoot just uh, with this really cool guy in, uh, in L.A., and he shoots a bunch of comics, and my buddy was friends with him, so he got me a good deal, and uh, we just did a shoot. I shot a bunch of just weird kind of random stuff for my website and, and some new headshots, and uh, so it was cool. I, I, it'll be out hopefully maybe a week or two. I just got the photos today and they're really cool, some kind of crazy ones. Um, so it's cool. You know, it's hard to explain. Right. We'll see. And well, when, when the website's up, of course, yeah. we'll show it here yeah, on the Yeah, the show, website so will be great. And it was, I mean, it was just sitting there. It's so awkward. I hate photo shoots and I just like, I'm not photogenic. I'm the opposite, I feel like. Right. He's, <laughs> this poor guy, he's like trying to tell me, hey, do this and that. And I'm just like, my body was stiff. I'm just super yeah. awkward and I, I mean, he, he made him look great, but I'm, I gotta be, I'm far from a pleasure to shoot, I think. <laughs> well, I, when I was getting my first, like, real, like, headshots, uh, you know, I, I'm broke, so I'm just trying to find a guy who'll do it, you know, cheap, and I see this guy, he said he'll do it for, like, 150 bucks or something, so I go to, this is when I was still living in New York, I take the train, uh, and I go to, it's, it's in his apartment, so automatically I'm like, oh, I know how this story's gonna end. Naked. Uh, and so, so I'm sitting here, like, uh, he's like, do you mind if we talk a little bit first? This is part of my process. And I'm like, okay. So we sit on these leather couches, right? And he's, and he's got this big, he, of course he looks like what you'd think he'd look like. He's got like this long, scraggly Kenny G hair. And he's smoking this big ass cigar talking to me. And I'm like, look, if you're going to fuck me, let's just do this. <laughs> because I'm very uncomfortable. Let's break the ice. Um, but it sounds like yours was more legit. Yeah, you can friends. go to my Facebook. I posted it's neilvisel.com and uh, just great photos of like Zach Galifianakis, Nick. Sw I mean, all uh, comics and bands. So and he does just really cool work. And I I told the comics like if you want shots, I would go to this dude. If you go to his website, you'll see he does really really cool shots. Awesome. So that was cool. It was a good day. It was a uh, was a really good LA trip. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to be back for a little bit. Terrific. Well, I'm glad you're here, and we have a great headliner that I'm excited to get to in a minute. Uh, we did get a, a question via email from one of our viewers, uh, Lee. 
Lee's coming to town this weekend for the big NASCAR deal. Nice. Which, yeah, that's right. It's NASCAR weekend, everybody. So if you're in town and you're going to be hanging out at the Sahara, just know it's not as classy as it normally is. Um, it's, uh, it's big NASCAR. And he was even telling me, he told me in his email, like 100,000 people are yeah. coming in for this nonsense. What is, ugh, I feel bad for my kid um, <laughs> coming into this world. But uh, he want to know, all right, so you're, if you're in a town and you know there's something like this happening, it's a huge event, uh, you know that if you're performing, there's going to be a chunk of people that are part of that world. Do you tailor your act uh, for that group? Uh, now, I, you know, I have an opinion. I'll throw it to you first. Well, the first thing I would say is I know that the club bookers usually try to book. I mean, it just shows how stupid they are. But they were like, NASCAR week, we got to book a redneck. They oh, used they, to always they, try dude, to. Uh, that's still happening, right? Uh, um, Who's here from Blue Collar? Uh, well, yeah, they're all here. Engvall. Engvall's yeah, yeah. working at TI. My favorite is, did you pass the sign for the Mirage? Yeah, I'm going tonight. Are you there? Yeah, Are you yeah. part of it? Uh, well, my buddies. I was uh, going to say, don't tell me you're part of the pit crew of comedy no, or some bullshit um, like that. I'm going to see John Reap. I know John Reap's okay. on the show, but I'm very yeah. curious to be. I'll report back next week what it is, but yeah, I, I'm, that's, I'm it's going It's Michael to that Walter, tonight, who's, yeah. who's like a driver, put together his own comedy show, and, and the Mirage, who usually brings in, I'd say, probably the biggest name comics regularly. That's the place, you know, Leno works, yeah. and, uh, Spade, and Ray Romano, you know, guys like that's who's generally working there. They got Michael Waltrip's fucking comedy garage. Yeah, I'd be, I'm curious to see what it'll be, but yeah. I'll report back. But as far as that, I mean, I don't, I mean, I hate to make just a bad joke, like, well, I guess I'd dumb it down for NASCAR week. Right. But I say that a lot on stage when I say a clever joke. And they don't get it. I go, well, is it NASCAR week again or what? But <laughs> I don't have a, a big, like, I couldn't cater to, me personally, my yeah. opinion is I just, I don't have that much material. I write about my life, and my life's not NASCAR, so I can't really fucking do any right. NASCAR. Right, that's the thing. Like, I wish I had a body of work or even, like, a brain that could think that way. I'm like, yeah, so I will have my jokes that cater to the NASCAR and rodeo crowd. Then in January, when CES is here, I'll just brush off my engineer and tech geek material yeah. like it's just like no one i don't think has a body of work that works like well that. if you were a full-time vegas comic like if you were like amazing Maybe. jonathan no. or like a real comic or somebody no i mean not like no i, I like heard that. what you said i heard what you said <laughs> no i mean like a comic that lives here you would you would do this is where i choke back the tears for the next hour you would uh and then sit in the parking lot why can't Brant respect me? No, not you. No, I, know what you're I was taking a shot at Jonathan. Yeah. I'm trying to build this rivalry. Um, uh, what I mean is, if you were, if you had like a year-round show here, I would adapt to that. But why write a bunch of NASCAR jokes for your one week here? Right. The one, the, yeah. The one thing I would do probably is the same thing that I've talked about doing, like when I used to work the road a lot. You know, is where I would I would come up with something. You know, something that addresses addresses it, and I do it in my opening chunk. Yeah. Because yeah, and the same thing I would do if I was in Albuquerque. I'm like, what what in Albuquerque can I you know make a joke about? Because some people feel like they're tied in, and you know now they're buying into it, and, and I think that's yeah. No, I I show, agree. But. I think the audiences love that when you start, right. or if you have some local stuff, or if you right. if you have a, I mean, I would. If I do a show, I'll probably do a little NASCAR stuff. I mean, least, I might yeah, just do something off the yeah. top of my head or if right. someone, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, okay, NASCAR's here. I'm going to write 20 minutes of NASCAR, yeah. which is fucking throwaway next week when you're in, <laughs> right. you know, and it's an igloo convention or something. Exactly. I don't, you know, I don't Worst know. case scenario, that fucking material is amazing. You're like, now what? Yeah, yeah now you yeah. got to tell NASCAR. You're right. <laughs> now, now I'm on the fucking pit crew of comedy. Uh, last weekend, you, uh, you actually had a pretty cool uh, spot that you, you ended up doing at the Palms, too, which I yeah, thought was awesome. Yeah, uh, last minute I just got a phone call, said, you want to go open for Jim Jeffries? And I was like, he's great. I yeah, love Jim he's Jeffries. great, yeah. really good. And uh, 
I was trying to get him on the show because he, I mean, he, the dude had, hopefully if somehow he comes back, he had the most amazing stories of, I mean, just fucking crazy That guy's into some stories. weird shit, from what I hear. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, had a crazy fucking girl, a suicide girl backstage, just hot ass, whatever suicide girl means, but just tatted up. Yeah. Fucking, he was like a rock star, more of a comic, but yeah. I mean, he had a sold out show and they called me like an hour before, said, you want to open for Jim Jeffries? I said, sure. Came down and did the show and then hung out with him afterwards for like an hour and, and, uh. I mean, he just had a hot chick all over, trying to talk to him, but he just had this fucking hot chick all over him the whole time. But yeah. if we can get him on the show, he would be great. And it was, so it was cool to work with him. Just great, real confident, just sat down on stage. Yeah. Very dirty. Just kind of, he really just did whatever the fuck he wanted, it looked like. I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, he just even as a comedian watching the comedian, I was like, man, he's pretty fearless. Just didn't give a shit, man. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah that's, that guy's awesome. He was, he was strong. So that was cool. It worked out good. Well, while you were doing that, yeah, what were you uh, I was I was downtown brush, brushing off my, my comedy jokes uh, at the LA Comedy Club, and it was weird because I hadn't I hadn't worked probably before that in maybe three or four weeks. It just you know it, it, nothing had really come up, and I hate going that long without working. And it's so weird because even after you know whatever ten years on and off and like a thousand shows, uh, I can feel if I haven't been on stage in no. a while. Like, I remember when I was first kind of coming back after I took the three years off, uh, a buddy of mine was like, you know how the, that old saying that some things are like riding a bike, you never forget how? Comedy's not one of those things. Like, it's almost more like a muscle. You know, the more you do it and the more you work it, the stronger it is. And if you take time, like, too much time off, or even if you're just one of those, like, kind of lazy comics that mails it in, when you've got to flip that switch and be your best, you can't just all of a sudden do it. Like, you really, that's why if we asked every comic that came on here, uh, you know, what they would say to a young comic, they would all say the same thing. You just get up on stage, do as yeah, many yeah. shows as you can. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with writing your new jokes or trying out new material. It's there's something that happens on stage that you just need to learn to, to do and be comfortable with. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was I good. Agree. Yeah, hey, I agree. hey, Brant, how many shows do you do on average a week? Uh, I, I try to get up pretty much every night. I mean, I honestly, pretty much every night I can, you know? I mean, I'll get up tonight. I'll get up pretty much every, I got up in LA, I mean, I'll get up every night I can this week. So, I mean, honestly, probably seven times a week. Right. Some nights, two shows, sometimes, you know. Right. I mean, wow. like last Sunday, I did three shows in a night, but one of them's shitty, but, right. but it's just what you said. Yeah. Like we always talked about, you just get up there and, and like I always tell comics, I'm sure we talked about it on a show, but let's say I'm at a show and the waitress drops all the drinks. Right. Now I'm gonna handle it either good or I'm gonna handle it bad. And then when I'm driving home that night, if I handled it good, then boom, I put it in my head. When Next happens, time she yeah. does it, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Just, just comes. But if I, let's say she dropped him and I didn't handle it good, then I'm driving home that night and go, okay, next time that happens, yeah. I'm going to handle it this way, you know? And that's not even writing jokes or something. That's why I'm just like, you should always get up because crazy shit's going to happen that, you know, it's just, you just never know. But it's just to have that reflex in when someone's, Burps over here. Right. It just what it, if you do yeah. enough shows, when that and that's you what comics, yeah, and yeah. comics and the audience loves that because then it looks like you're just going off the cuff. But really, you've you've had fucking four assholes burp over exactly. the last eight years. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy to think that. And like, if you go see like Vinny Favorito, a, a, a Vegas guy who. I was fascinated by him because it looked like he just worked off the cuff the whole time. Yeah. But by the fourth time you see him, you go, okay, everything. Oh, you're a cop. You ever got shot? He says, no, oh, you're a pussy, you, ever, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, but where it's actually, was actually kind of like material, you know, it was, yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was fascinating. Yeah, uh, 
Rick, our headliner, uh, we, he and I were talking yesterday, and we made the point that there's really almost no such thing as real improv, you know, if you've been doing something for a while. Even, you know, even guys that build themselves as, I'm an improv guy. Not really. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you, you, can, you can pretty much say, hey, give me a topic, and there's, you know, it could be anything. But let's face it, there's probably 10 that you've heard yeah. more than five times. Yeah. Uh, and then it's the same thing or, with or the first, Or let's say they say something crazy, but by the second question, you're in that cycle of same questions. You know what right. I mean? Like, I fucking make Frito Valets. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it like at work? Then he said something, which is the same thing 10 other people right. said. And you know you what I mean? In. But I agree that improv is not a, it's a lot, it's kind of an industry secret that. I but people that go to the crowd, the oh yeah, me too. Yeah, most, most Real, comics, too. comics hate that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I always tell people that, that want to do crowd work, and I'm like, believe me when I tell you, like, I don't go into, I don't initiate anything with a guy unless I know what my exit strategy is. If I ask a question, I know pretty much anything that he can say, I got something to fall back on. And, and that's, and that's and again, no one else knows that. They think it's all, oh my god, that guy could say anything. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but, and you still just have, I always say, Comics will ask me, should I work on my crowd work? No. Yeah. You, don't, you can't work on it because you don't know what's going to happen. But always remember, you have the microphone, and you're naturally funny. You're going to win. And you're, you're always going to win. You yeah. should just be confident. In your, you're a comedian. That's a fucking janitor. You do this <laughs> hey. shit every night. You know what I mean? You're funny. You got this. Janitor's got that. Or whatever. Hey, you know. hey, Brian. Yeah. Have you ever done it on stage where you took somebody on and didn't have something planned to do? Sure. Yeah. The reason why now I do is because at some point, every time I tried, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, that, that uh, you know, it, but, but again, that's uh, like what you were saying. The more you get up on stage and the more you, you try things out, uh, the more you become bulletproof in, yeah. in that regard. So, uh, so yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I've been shut down more than once. Uh, whoops. Uh, all right, uh, let's hurry up and do a little fit or fat. Can oh, we yeah. do that, fit please? Fit or fat. That's right. And you know if I'm bringing it up, it's good news, folks. <laughs> so a uh, bit of a yo-yo. That's how I'm working. And uh, yesterday, the fucking yo-yo swang way up. But we're back down uh, three pounds over this past week, everybody. I deserve wow. this. Mm. Wow. Cougar. Hot. Mm. You know what? I do it all for the cougar sound. I like I'm not it. Gonna I, lie. The cougar sound. Hot. Just I, makes me feel sexy. I like half a boner. <laughs> like a, like a full boner. <laughs> there it is. One more Done. time. One more time. One more time when the guy finishes. Yeah. Like a, oh, yeah. Like a young Whoa. Charlie Sheen. I wish. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're a well, couple bucks away from Charlie hey, Sheen. You know I'm what? Not, yeah. I agree, because I always said, if I got famous, why do you, why fucking, I would be honest, like, I fucking yeah, bang chicks, and I, the, you yeah, know, it's, I like. It's the greatest why do you, life Why ever. do you make all that money? You only make money and become famous to do that, right? That's the idea. I mean, yeah. What are you going to do, just sit around with your I, I, Maybe me. If I ever get famous, you guys will know about it. <laughs> <laughs> it should be on TMZ. Uh, all right, let's do it. Let's get to our headline, everybody. Headliner this week, uh, he is a, he's a musician, uh, he's a producer, and most importantly, he's an absolutely hilarious comic. Uh, might have seen him on The Tonight Show, on Comedy Central, uh, and you will see him all weekend uh, down at the LA Com Comedy Club at the Four Queens here in Las Vegas. It's Rick D'Elia, everybody! Yeah! <laughs> What's up, brother? Uh, welcome, welcome here. back, I, I should say. I just appeared. Right? It was magical. Good. It's, it's nice to be here with Magic. a real comic. Yeah, exactly, and then I'm also <laughs> No, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that, did it? I was taking a shot at Jonathan. Yeah. I'm trying to build this magician comic <laughs> war between me and Amazing Jonathan, but no. He watches. Wait. Who does, Jonathan? Well, he or watched me. once. I was watching you guys from the green room, which yep. for those of you at home is two milk crates six inches behind <laughs> Grant right here. Sure, yeah, that's, uh, I'm glad. I hope <laughs> you enjoyed the complimentary beverage. There's too many people over there. Right, exactly. Out there. Is your mic on? 
I don't know. Is it not? Are yeah, you give not, it a shot. Not get me. Uh, who knows? We'll give it a shot. Check. Um, so did you? Uh, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy the? That's the banter segment that yeah. we do. What do you think about? Let's ask him. He has. He's been on the road. He knows. Sure. I think it's great that you dropped three pounds. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm feel, I feel good about it. I feel good. About <laughs> you're winning. Granted, that was like winning. Seen, you're winning. winning. You know who you're winning. Um, I'm totally. high on Rick D'Elia right now. <laughs> <laughs> I took a dose of Rick D'Elia backstage. I'm ready to go. I, uh, I got a ton of things now. Uh, yesterday, so yeah, yesterday you and I just essentially we did the show. We did the show yesterday yeah, for about an hour and a half, yeah. and then a fuse blew yeah. or something. A generator. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the official show. It was literally just the two of us sat here while they were trying to figure out what was going on, and we just yeah. talked comedy, which is what I always said the show usually is. Yeah. it's just comics with bullshit. So. Exactly. Uh, so we're done basically. Yeah. <laughs> right now we're just gonna we're, uh, we we can wrap it up. No, no you gotta <laughs> just, just do it again. Right, and I'll exactly. just watch. <laughs> Let's make it. So I heard you're from Boston. No, uh, uh, you. Uh, one of the things we did talk about was there's this great uh, documentary. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see it. Uh, when Stand Up Stood Out, yeah, right. Love it's, it. it's all about the Boston comedy scene during the boom, right? So mid to late '80s. Uh, and uh, and you were telling me that you're you're from Boston. You actually started there literally like right after that. Like you were that next wave. The next wave, the of next wave yeah. Uh, what was that? Because that's a legendary experience. That yeah. whole Boston scene. What I started that? in '92, and uh, the headliners and the established guys, the Gavins and the Sweeneys, discouraged my my gang from actually getting into stand up because they're like, "Kid, the boom is over. It's little shits like you that come in. You saw <laughs> five minutes of MTV. Yeah, Don Gavin. You know, my <laughs> first night on stage ever. Had you know, I'm nervous. I'm like, do you have any advice for me? You know, Mr. Gavin, and he goes, you've never been on stage? Then get the fuck out of here. Because I swear to God, just by looking at you, I can guarantee you, you're not funny. So I go up and I do my little five-minute open mic thing, and all my friends that I brought from work laughed. So naturally, I thought I killed. And uh, I'm walking off, and uh, Gavin calls me over. And I'm, I'm expecting, you know, him to go, you know what, I was wrong. I'd like you to take you on the road with me. You know what I mean? And he goes, hey, kid, come here. I told you you weren't fucking funny. <laughs> you sucked balls. And that was like my first night in comedy ever. I'm like, oh, no, man. It was, yeah. But I, mi I missed the boom. But still, looking back at my era, you know, uh, 92, 93, I mean, we still had seven or eight full-time comedy clubs in Boston. I was working every night of the week. You know, you're getting a lot of stage time now, you know, it looks like. But as an opening act, as a middle act, you could make a very comfortable living back then. So I miss the boom, but I would still kill to go back to the tail end of the boom because right uh, now yeah, it's sure. feast or famine. Right, and, and, and we, were, we were even saying, like, it's one of those things that you look back and, you know, the, the guys that, uh, that you uh, followed, you know, that generation that you followed were probably looking at you like, how's this kid even going to start? Oh, yeah, you know, like yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we had, yeah. We had everything we had available everything, to right, us. Yeah. You know, where, where's this kid going to work? And then I started seven or eight years after you, yeah. and I, you know, I had a lot of rooms. But you were probably thinking, well, you know, where the fuck what is this do? kid going to yeah. work? I, like, I, I could have worked anywhere. You know, it's the same thing now. You know, looking back at it now, yeah. so I'm, I'm here and I look back and I'm like, man, fucking ten years ago, I, I was working, you know, tons of clubs. Yeah, and they don't exist. I know, so I know. Like it's every crazy. generation looks back and says, God, it was so much better when I was doing it. That, you know, I do yeah. that about life in general because yeah. now music sucks now. Right. <laughs> you know, TV yeah. shows, right? <laughs> well, that's how but, you know we're getting older. Right. I, that's what our parents yeah. are like. Oh, you uh, don't know shit. But, Michael but, Jordan is never as good as Larry Bird. <laughs> and now I'm like, you, Dad. Limp Bizkit's gonna Bryant. go on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. I, I realize that too. We all think everyone's proud of their. I'm still in the Kiss Army. Actually, yeah. no, technically, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm Sergeant Gene Simmons. And, uh, no, but there really was a lot more work, though. I mean, right. you, you can, you know, music and, and TV shows, and you can say my generation's better. That's subjective. But the fact is there's not as much work. And so when, when kids tell me now in L.A., and I, say, I can say kids, right. you know, uh, they'll be like, yeah, I just started. I got a couple of coffee houses under my belt. And I, I won't Don Gavin them because I don't want right. to make anyone right. cry. But I'll be like, 
you poor fucker. I mean, it's right. not, you're, you're, it's going to be a long time before you start getting paid. Right. You know, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard, you know. What, so uh, you eventually but, made the move to L.A. What was, what was, what was behind it? Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, you, guys, you ever watch Comedy Central and you see someone who's like 24, 25 years old, he's like a good-looking kid and he sucks, he's horrible. <laughs> sure. I was that guy. <laughs> Two and a half years into doing stand-up, my manager at the time, Roger Paul, got me on the show called Stand Up Stand Up, which was the precursor to uh, Premium Blend. And I did a couple episodes as, as Stand Up Stand Up, and, and <laughs> this is how ignorant I was. I, I, you know, I didn't even have like a solid half hour. I wasn't, you know, it was an like entry-level middle act at best. At, but I go, uh, I remember telling my mom and dad, um, I've been on TV now, so I probably should get out to L.A. <laughs> because they're going to wonder, where did this kid go? Right. And, uh, you know, while the, while the gun is... They're asking you know, about me out there. It's kind of a thing. So I remember uh, going out there, to a couple of the Boston comics and I moved out together around the same time, and uh, going down to the Laugh Factory and walk, walking in and, and just saying, you know, I, you know I, I, I'm available, you know, I'm here. Uh, what do I got to do? Yeah, what, what, what spot did you want me to do? Yeah, they're, they're like, uh, well, open mic is Tuesday. I'd recommend getting here like around noon or 11 to sign up for it, and uh, the show's at 8 at night. And if you leave the line, you don't get your yeah. spot. You have to stay there all. And I'm like, yeah, but I've been on Comedy Central. And they're like, so are the other 22 guys yeah, that you're yeah. going to be in open <laughs> mic with. Yeah, they're putting on. Because <laughs> at that point, like, if, if you weren't watching Comedy Central, that's, that's sort of what I grew up on. Yeah. It, was, it was nonstop. And yeah. it wasn't just Comedy Central. Like, right. You know, VH1, MTV. Yeah, they, yeah. they just couldn't get enough stand-up on TV. Exa so they yeah, were taking right. guys that were nowhere near ready. Exactly. And just putting them whatever. Just get somebody on TV. Yep, yeah, exactly. I, I was one of those guys. And I thought, well, i got to go out to Hollywood now, you know, <laughs> because it's my turn for sitcom, I believe. Sure, you know. I'm 27. I mean, I, I'm not going to be in this business until I'm like 30. You know what I mean? I'm 27 already for crying out. Right. And, uh, and you were actually saying, like, that's one of the more frustrating things is so, you know, you, you got these spots and you're, you're, you were clearly not, you not, know, not ready. ready. Not now ready. Now you're, you know, you're, you're the best yeah. version of your, yourself yeah. that you've ever been. And, that and, and it's hard. Yeah, my manager has been trying to pull, you know, get a half hour for me. And they're like, well, he's, you know, he's too old now, you know. And, uh, like, look at, but now I'm good. I'm good now. Now I can actually, you know, knock it out of the park with, you know. But, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's a sad fact. Uh, you know, but I'm still getting a lot of work. I still get some spots, you know, uh, t TV stuff here and there. And uh, I've been getting into some producing. I produced three specials for Showtime in the last three years, one, you know, one yeah. each year. So that's a kick-ass yeah, credit. That Godfather's awesome. a comedy thing yeah. with the Italian, that's with running Will. right now on yeah, Showtime. Yeah, I heard yeah, it's Willie. too, yeah. Yeah, I was the executive producer of that. I put, you know, I got, I got the thing off the ground and put it together, and, yeah, uh, and I'm wanted, in it a little bit yeah, as well. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because uh, you kind of get a sense. So, so you're producing these shows, but you're, yeah. not, you're not necessarily uh, gathering the talent for that. Right? No, no, no. I, that, yeah, I am gathering the talent. But do the they talent. have to pass it? Because I'm curious, like, you know, you, you get these, pe you know, these people are on TV, and, you know, you, you even said it. Like, you see some of these guys, and they're not even ready. So yeah. do you have an idea? Uh, like, is there, one, is there a producer that has complete control over it? Or does the, you know, does the network say, you know, this is not what we're looking for? How do, how do people well, get on now? Well, what Showtime has been looking for, and they're kind of starting to get away from that a little bit now, they're looking for theme shows. So they're not looking for just five funny guys, you know? Right. So, so uh, one of the shows that we did was Going Native. It was uh, 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 the Indian one. I, I guess, can you say Indian? Probably not. <laughs> you it's, know what I mean? NASCAR week. The so fuck that's, woo, the, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what they call them. The tribesmen. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they called themselves. It was going right. native. Uh, the the, the right. powwow comedy jam, taking back America one yeah. joke at a time. Right. So anyway, you know, it's not like I just stuck a bunch of my friends on there. You went out and you auditioned, you know, and you got some of the best Native American comics out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then and then we did the uh, the green collar comedy slam, which was uh, an Earth Day special that we did for Showtime last year. So we wanted comics talking about the.
the environment. And uh, from both sides, though, too. Not just tree huggers, but the people mm -hmm. who go, fuck, fuck the, environment. the environment. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of, I'm kind of on that side. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, and then the Italian one, the Godfathers of Comedy, and those guys were handpicked. They were, you know, some of the best guys. Yeah, so they're very, all really good. Them, they're all headliners. Yeah, yeah. They're all headliners. You know, Rocky Laporte, Frank Santarelli, John Caponera, and then uh, uh, Willie Frado and uh, Paul D'Angelo. A lot of guys don't know, but you know, they're some of the best comedians in the in the world. You've never heard of. Right. And. You know, then there are the Margaret Cho's out there that you know everyone knows. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like that with music too. There's some amazing bands that are just never gonna make it, and yeah. Justin Bieber's outselling the Beatles. You know right. what I mean? So, so as a as a comic who's, <coughs> you know, is that is that rough for you? Because you you know you're a great comic. Mm -hmm. but you also know that the opportunities aren't there, and you're even producing. Not as many. So, yeah. So you understand. I you understand. understand from both sides. Yeah. So is that frustrating, or are you just at peace with it? Uh, yes and no. Well, you know, I, I you know, when you start off in stand-up, you want to be the next George Carlin. Right. You know what I mean? That that's that's just not going to happen. But getting on the Tonight Show is pretty cool. You know, getting on Killboard, you know, getting little spots yeah, here yeah. and there, that's very, you know, very plausible. I'm not going to be the next George Carlin. I, I pretty much get that. But, you know, uh, getting on a couple more TV shows and, and enough enough credibility, enough enough uh, visibility to still be able to go out and work everywhere. Right. I'm fine with that. And at least, unlike a lot of comics, I have a really good business sense, so I can produce shows. I now have a decent track record. Three with Showtime, right. a couple other things. I don't want to jinx, but you know, right. a couple things in in the pipe. You know, yeah. so so I can actually make that transition. You know, and not have to go fuck. I need a day job now. And and, and that's really, I mean, we 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 talk about what the future is for stand-up because stand-up, I don't believe, will ever exist the way it did. Yeah. Uh, and I think that what you're doing is, is part of it, you know what I mean? Being able to extend your talents to other areas, right. uh, you know, and, and whether it's producing shows for yourself or producing shows for other people or, you know, something. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to find, you're going to have to find something else. Cause yeah. You know, you, there, there's no such thing as you pulling down six figures, uh, you know, headlining on the road. Like, right, you know, exactly. At, you know, for guys that, at, at a certain level, that next level up, that 2% that are, are right. doing great. But, yeah. but for, yeah, there's a shitload of unbelievably talented people so stuck many. in this level. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, what can you do? Well, and, and, and you, know, you know what's happening is, is that a lot of comedy clubs that used to be Tuesday through Sunday right. are now Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they've dropped the number of shows, and there's, you know, a guy like uh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey is now going to go headline that room for six, seven, eight grand. And so a guy like me gets bumped down the middle. Right. And they're like, well, do you want to come middle for $400? No, no, I'm not no, going to. Yeah. Yeah. I've been headlining here for 10 years. I understand you got a bigger name because the economy sucks, and you're yeah, trying, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, the work is getting fewer and further between. So, but I love the entertainment industry. I love the creative aspect. And I still, I love stand-up, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, I, I know that Comedy Central is looking for the next, you know, the younger guy. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I I, I, I want to be one of those producers or executives that says, you know what, this show is just about talent. These guys are just good. Because there's a million Italian guys out there we could have chosen from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, uh, your point is exactly. If the network would have picked it, they'd have picked young Italian, absolutely yes. mm -hmm. good-looking yeah. dudes that aren't ready. I mean, that right. these guys would have pissed on. Exactly. But yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I think it's what we've been talking about. Back in the old days, there was like Tonight Show. There's maybe three networks, but now what, yeah. well, there's no reason for us comics to let someone make a ton of money off us because we can produce it ourselves. Exactly. I think it's going towards the internet, and now every all these like the hard-working comedians figure out the computer shit during the day, <laughs> right. and, they fucking, and then they do. You know, I mean, the most of us lazy comics just sit around and hope our one fucking computer-savvy <laughs> comic will put us on the Friend, show. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, that's the way to go. Like, yeah. why let someone? 
sell a thousand tickets and pay you a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? What? Right, what right. Fuck that. I mean, yeah. it's just a changing. Yeah. Produce it yourself. You got the right. I agree with you totally. You're either helping your friend. Plus, when you produce and put those guys on their yeah. show, then they're gonna figure out. Then they're gonna produce and put you on the right, show, and right, you eliminate right. all the people that don't have talent that just yeah. take away our money. Yeah, <laughs> That's no, what I no. think. Dude, it's true. And you, uh, Brent, you hit it right on the head. If it was just up to the network folks, they would have said no. They're yeah. too old, and that's what happened. We we made the Godfathers of Comedy, the uh, Italian special, pitched around a couple places. Comedy Central said they're just too old. No right. one is going to watch guys that are in their upper 40s, early 50s. Right. Showtime took a look at it and said, "Where was this four years ago? Right. This is great. Right. Where the hell, you know? Why did again? You had you not had a track record with them, it might have been different. Oh no, it, it was yeah. because that was one of the shows I had originally pitched to them. And right. Like, oh, no, right. No, no. It was what else you got? It was what probably else? there four years ago. Exactly. Right. Four years ago, where was this? Right. Like it was the idea right. I brought to you. But you know what happens? There's there's uh, such turnover in Hollywood. There's a changing of the guard. So one guy who's the head of a network, you know is out and then a month later you know someone new is there and they can, then you can go repitch stuff yeah. you know cuz the thing in hollywood is they they don't want to say yes because it's their job on the line it's their balls you know it's safe you want you want to see this you want to see the same thing that you've seen over and over but just a little different version right cuz you know that works that you know it works right yeah, i mean you that's what, you know we we talk about you know uh, a lot of people ask us about stealing jokes and hacky comedy well, that's why it exists, because yeah. audiences like it. Oh, I know what this is. Right. I thought this is funny. It's a little different. And that's why every movie right. is, is kind of a version of a movie you've already seen. Yeah, every TV yeah. show is a version of another TV show that's already successful. Because people, for whatever reason, there's, there's this comfort in what you know. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Now, you don't want the exact same thing, but get as close to this yeah. thing I already like. And, uh, and, and yeah, yeah exactly. You, give me a tiny different version right. of the same thing I've seen all my life. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know? And I'm happy. I took a screenwriting class in the uh, late 90s in Los Angeles, and the professor had uh, um, did a, uh, I don't know, oh, God, I'm having a brain fucking fart here. He did an experiment where they took the script for Casablanca, which some <laughs> consider the greatest script of all time. Right. Did you hear the story? But I know where just, it's going. Yeah, right? updated, yeah, just updated it, changed all the names, changed the location to the Mall of America in Minnesota instead of Casablanca, but the exact right. same story, sent it out to 100 people, no, across the board, no, horrible, never, this will never work, right. too sappy, too this, too this, too this. It's fucking Casablanca. Right, yeah. right. Casablanca. You know what I mean? People don't want to say yes, you know, in Hollywood. So for a guy like uh, like our own Brant Tobler, yeah. who's, uh, who's thinking he's right now, he's poised uh, mm -hmm. on, on the verge of big things, you know, thinking about that big move to L.A. Yeah. Uh, he's totally fucked, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you know, I, we've worked together a bunch of times, yeah. and uh, uh, his, his, you know, mediocre comedy aside, <laughs> his life story is Fascinating. You do. You don't even I have mean, to tell me. I don't yeah. know how much oh. you get if you guys have covered this. I mean, oh, this no. kid is a movie waiting to happen. You know, the, the only reason I haven't said let me write the story is because I'm sure eight thousand other comics want to be all over it. I mean, his life story is. And you it guys... changes every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's no, uh, it's, it's dude. You you are you are a uh, a big movie right there. I mean that that story. Someone's got to someone's got to tap so. tap into that. You know. So. I can't wait to do the craft services for your movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, I don't know if you guys have talked about it on your show. That's why yeah, I'm not saying about anything. It. Well, we're talking a little bit about it, but not that much. Yeah, you know. we, we get we get a, a nugget every now and then. The, mm. the you know whatever's uh, safe to broadcast. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, every, not everything not everything's clean and clean enough for the internet. So Next we, uh, episode, he's gonna have a blue dot <laughs> exactly. over his face, you know, and his voice is Norman Garble and Brent Kobler. <laughs> uh, Coming up from Nicaragua the third time. I was. <laughs> uh, 
but I don't know, man. So, so what sort of next for you? What do you what what gets you excited? Uh, I have a pitch meeting this Tuesday at uh, Current TV, Al Gore's new network, mm -hmm. and uh, for a show that they see again. I I, I don't want to say too much, man. Because, yeah, we have to no, no, no. Yeah, you know, you know what it is. I've had, and it, it, it's not like I try to keep my cards close to my chest or anything, or your vest. What's the fucking expression? Yeah. Chest, either okay. way, and uh, yeah, because if you're wearing a vest, it would be close to your, right, you know what I mean, you know, to your tits. I, and I'm trying to <laughs> find, I'm trying to hold now my car understand. close to my titties. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've, I've been, uh, I sold a screenplay ten years ago that was cast, and it was a pretty impressive cast, director and executive producer, and we're a month away, and it fell apart. I was, I had a speaking role in a movie that I invited 8,000 people to come see, and I wasn't. Yeah. So I'm done. Toot my own get, horn, get you know. Excited, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get excited until the money's in the bank, right. until the check is cleared. So, but I have a couple of exciting things in the pipeline. But it, one of them you might have heard of, uh, uh, one minute comic, the Rob Sampson story, doing it with Morgan Preston and, a, and a, uh, Sean McCann out of, out of Seattle, came up with this concept about a, uh, a, a comedian named Rob, Samson, uh, Rob Sampson, who's like at the Mitch Hedberg level, just mm -hmm. about to pop. He's the guy that invented the aristocrats joke. <laughs> but Gilbert didn't put him in the movie, and he had a mental breakdown and just disappeared for the last 10 years, and he's about to come back. <laughs> Funny enough concept. We've been able to, be, it was so lucky, have all these comedians. We pitched the idea to them, and they've been given testimonials. So we've <laughs> been shooting it like a mockumentary, awesome. a documentary, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. the Spinal Tap, something like that. Richard Lewis, Kevin Nealon, Kevin Pollack, Billy Bird, uh, Dub Davidoff. Nick Swartzen, who's obviously you know really hot right now, yeah. uh, Jimmy Schubert, Carl LeBeau, Bobby Lee, uh, you know the list just goes on. Yeah. You know, Gilbert himself, Gilbert Godfrey, Bobcat Goldthwait, Bud Friedman, owner of the Improv, Rocco Urbisi, the guy that's predict, uh, uh, directed every Carlin special. We have all these people assembled in, in this movie, and uh, I, I, I can talk about that. And I, I mean that yeah. that would almost be like impossible for it not to be successful. And I, I'm lucky that I happen to be part of that. So that's one of the next things that's, in the pipeline. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> you were Dude, telling me about it. It's cool. I'm looking the, forward to that. The, yeah, the yeah. opener goes up, does 30. The middle goes up and does 49. 59. 59. 59. <laughs> and the headliner drops, drops that minute. And he's so good that you don't even remember who else is on the show. That's all he did. He did a minute. He did one 60 seconds. Never did the same minute twice, Rob Sampson. <laughs> It was fucking genius. <laughs> never did Best comic ever. And obviously, we're never going to show him in the movie right. because all the great comedy minds together can't come up with a minute that's that good. Right. It's, it's the great but, so you just show him entering the stage. You show him leaving the stage. You know, we have interviews with him. Yeah. You know, instead. That's so funny. That's funny. Scott, we got a question? We do. Do you have a favorite city uh, to work in? Uh, you know what? I, I love Seattle. I love the Pacific Northwest, be either Seattle or Portland, Oregon. The people just seem to be really hip and uh, kind of, you know, pretty open-minded. And not, not, you know, politically, I'm a political agnostic. I, I think they both sides suck, don't right. exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, if I had to choose, I'd lean to the left a little bit. It, you know, I'm fairly liberal. And, you know, Pacific Northwest, you can, you can, you can have people think, unlike, you know, the NASCAR crowd is coming in yeah. where they, you know, want you to dumb it down, you know, and uh, kind of dap a little bit of a, <laughs> shit, where's my Copenhagen, <laughs> son of a bitch? For God damn, it's hard to do a show up here without a dip in. <laughs> Fucking mad. 
Matt, Matty Chavez, or I told you yesterday, Brian, Matt asked me if I'd throw on a cowboy hat so they could put my picture up outside. And he wasn't kidding. That's what, that's I, what I'm saying. They're I, I, go, I, go fucking, I go, dude, I'm from Boston. I couldn't be any less, you know, redneck. I, can, I, I have a chunk. You were talking about, you know, like, I can throw a couple hillbilly jokes in there, here and there, but that's, what, three minutes? Yeah, yeah. And then what do you do the rest of the time on stage? Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's fine. Okay, so, so you put Rick in a cowboy hat and you put his picture around and people are like, oh, let's go see the cowboy comic and then the guy from fucking Boston shows up now and then, they're, now they're pissed now what's your end game exactly so yeah. now they're fine what are you doing liar they're gonna fucking yeah, bend exactly. me over and brand me with exactly. a fucking you know George Bush fucking <laughs> you know <laughs> that's another thing that they they're always like well write NASCAR jokes <laughs> fucking who by the time they get in there they, we already have their money fucking it doesn't matter you know what I mean <laughs> they don't know it's not, it's not like it. they're gonna yeah, come right. back every fucking night to see if they come in Friday night just put on a good show don't you don't need NASCAR jokes that they're gonna go out of the track tomorrow and be like yeah. god damn you gotta go see this NASCAR comedian it's so it's so fucking <laughs> it's not, stupid it's dumb they're yeah. idiots you know you just you know what you just do though you just slow it down a little bit and I don't mean that as disrespect <clears throat> no, it, it, but a lot of people you know you just sl slow your pace, because I am from Boston, and you've seen my, I, I, I like, I'm pretty fast. Just kind of take it back a little bit, and you, you just do more dick jokes. You do more, so, no, seriously, man, you do more sex jokes, and, and you play to the audience that way, but, it, you know, they, they'll, they, they're, they're not that dumb. They can tell. Well, that's the thing, and you never want to necessarily underestimate everybody. Right, right, I right. I mean, you, there's plenty of time, once you tell your awesome jokes and they don't get them, to then turn on yeah, the Rand Tobler style. <laughs> uh, but uh, give them a shot. You know, give them, give a, them shot. a chance. Yeah, give them a chance. But then, yeah. then he just goes, They might right. surprise you. I got stupid jokes. Dude, you know what? You know, you've seen Brand. He's you're hysterical. He's really, really good, man. But you guys watch it. He's very low-key. Like yeah. he is right now, very low key, and he'll be up there, and he'll if it's a tight crowd. I've seen him do it a couple times. Be like, "Wow, man, you guys have like no energy," <laughs> is, which is the funniest part of the whole show. Yeah. That, and then that's when no one's laughing except for me pounding on the bar because it's fucking great. Uh, oh, irony. That is true. Uh, but that's, at that's that time, you, you have more energy than the crowd. Yeah, even so when you're you guys got no energy. It's so funny. Uh, you, you were talking about like pitching stuff and uh, and things like that and things kind of falling apart. When you go in and, and you pitch that, uh, has it ever happened or are you ever nervous that they're going to be like, what a great idea, and then do it with somebody else? That that happens all the time. That's what I hear. It happens yeah. nonstop. I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't know if I should mention the uh, guy's name. but do it. <laughs> you can whisper right. to Brent and he'll say it. Mark Price, Skippy, and, and, right. and a couple buddies of his came up with a show called Comedy Madhouse. And where you, you audition comics, you, you know, hundreds of comics, you get it down to 20. And then out of that 20, you take 10 and you put them in a house and they have competitions each week. Yeah. And uh, whoever, and, and I have the treatment. I have the registered and copywritten treatment. The very last line in their treatment said, and whoever remains will be the last comic standing. Oh, they pitched it to NBC. They pitched it all around time. They were, and again, I don't want to say too much. I don't know who was, who was watching this thing. But yeah, they, it's they, pretty big. They fucking, they, cat. They, they, got to, they got to a point where the uh, lawyer stepped in and said, yep, you guys got a case. You clearly have a mm. case. You were ripped off, but we can drag this through seven, eight years, bankrupt you in the process. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, and that's, and that's what they sort of bank on. You know, what I mean? you, know it, 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 you run that risk when you're pitching anything. You can have your shit registered and copywritten, and you know, you know, it's funny. A lot of uh, production companies now, you'll see their website. They go, "Hey, we're looking for the best commercial. Uh, you can win five hundred dollars. Submit." 
So mm. thousands of people submit shit, and they take the best ideas from each one, and then yeah, they're like, uh, and then they just give five hundred bucks yeah. to some random person. Guy, and and then now you got a hundred different ideas, and you take yeah, the exactly. greatest hits it's, of that. So, so you're saying if I mail my idea to myself, I won't hold up in court <laughs> anymore. <laughs> no, I, I got a friend that did that. It's totally legal if you do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't open, open it. Copyright. Don't, don't open, open it. That's it. how they get you. And then don't when the judge opens it, he goes, Oh, you invented the Big Mac. Here's a hundred million dollars. See, that's it. Dude. That's what I heard. I mean, I, I have like fucking a thousand letters in my room. <laughs> I, read that, I read that shit on the internet. It's true. Uh, Scott, we got another one? Damn. Yeah, Rick. Uh, Grammar Nazi wants to know, uh, have you ever had a city where your humor just bombed because of the local culture? Well, I've never bombed, period. Of course not. Uh, <laughs> no, median. No, no, no. Uh, no yeah. My at Dolphin, Alabama. My Dolphin, Alabama, Coconuts Comedy Club. That my, sounds like it's your fault, though. <laughs> no, 100% my yeah. fault. No, uh, it was my first road gig ever. And uh, uh, Greg Carey took me to open for him, and I was doing 30 minutes, and I was really excited. And, and you know, he's a seasoned, you know, at the time, seasoned veteran, and he's been on a bunch of TV shows and stuff. And he's trying to tell me that the people in the South, you really do have to slow down your pacing. And... Uh, you know, he goes, you know, you do a lot of that Boston humor. Because when, when I was a new comic, every joke, I, it was specific yeah. to the third baseman of the Red Sox. <laughs> who's QB in the Patriots right. that week, you know. Right. And I remember him telling me, you know, you might want to broaden your material a little bit and be in a new cocky comic who had that big Comedy Central special two months away, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, dude, did you see me at Nick's the other night? <laughs> I killed for like seven minutes. I got this thing. <laughs> and uh, so... <laughs> So I did do a half an hour, and uh, seven, eight minutes into my set, I had done that half hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and was just Been di there, yeah. oh, was yeah. dying, and the people are yelling out, next, and you suck. Uh, and I had no fucking improv chops at all. Right. I had the standard, I don't come down to your job and right. knock the dick. Yeah, right, yeah. And you can only do that two or three times. Right in the same set. <laughs> the same set before it starts falling apart. I, they get it. I'd already reached into that bag before the <laughs> 10 minute mark and then so I and I had nothing I literally had no chops I had I was dying the horrible horrible death and the headliner in the background you see him laughing his ass up right. and I go to start that's to bring funny him up. Comic. oh yeah, yeah. oh he we loved it he great. loved it because yeah. I was so cocky most new comics yeah. are incredibly cocky I've been yeah, there yeah. I've been there for sure yep. you gotta eat shit so many times before you realize I'm not good <laughs> Yeah. You know, every new comic thinks they're fucking great, yeah, figured but it, out. It, it takes two or three years to figure out, you really suck. Yeah. You need to be yeah. on stage seven nights yeah. a week. And, and even when you, even now, anytime I really start to feel I'm good, it's like the comedy gods just go, oh, really? I heard yeah. what you said today. Oh, you're good? You yeah. called your girlfriend? Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. They just eat shit. Right. Just right. the same like, how room. How did this even happen? The, the, yeah. I mean, I'll crush on Saturday, do the same room, same jokes, and it's just like they're just watching going, oh, I heard what you said all day. You, you think you're good, huh? Yeah, yeah. You think you're that good? Yeah. It, well, you know what's the best example ever is the, that movie Comedian, Orny Adams, yeah. another, another Boston guy, it, it, hardly funny at all in any circle, that probably does well at his own family reunions, sure. maybe. Maybe. But, but the ego, the size of the fucking Texas, but then Jerry Seinfeld, you know, is established that any comic has ever been, still modest and going, yeah. oh, is that going to work? 
Because you, you never get it. You'll never have a perfect set. You'll no. never, you know, so you have to. And he'll even eat shit. Hey, oh, absolutely. I mean, all the guys I respect are home. Anyone that tells me how good, oh, I just killed him. Like, yeah. dude, you're, you, why, you don't say that, especially around other comics. Oh, like, no. I, why? It's not, we're not competing against each other. It's right. like. They it, have comedy it, ears. You, you see yeah. a guy, you, you just watched him bomb for 10 or 15 minutes. Bomb. And then they come, I fucking, where? Well, that? that's what I love well, about Facebook. Then they'll go home and be like, man, crushed tonight. I'm uh, like, it, well, bitch, I, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Crush what? Not yeah. Yeah. Any, any Crush real, your spirit. Any yeah. real comic will not will not remember Never. an awesome show. No. Yeah. Like we talked case, about that yesterday. Best case scenario, like someone will say, "How's the show?" I'll be like, "That was good." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, any real comic would be like, "Oh, fucking awful." Oh, remember yeah. every horrible oh. set. That's what we were saying. Every horrible set. Yeah. Can't remember any of the times <laughs> that you, know, you got cheered off stage. I can I can tell you a hundred shitty yeah. shitty yeah. stories. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Facebook needs to come up with an unlike button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, Every comic would immediately unlike themselves. Uh, <laughs> horrible. Yeah, that's funny. Everybody that is, we'd all unlike them. Exactly. That's why <laughs> I do show. this. Yeah. Uh, but, but oh yeah, uh, Scott. Yeah, Dothan, Alabama, and I, I tried every every trick in the book. Couldn't do it. So I, st I now I'm 12, 13 minutes in, and I try to bring the headliner on stage. I'm like, you guys ready for your headliner? He he went, fuck you. You're not bringing me up. I go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Carey. He literally went out the back. He went mm -hmm. out the back. So I he made you do your time. He, yeah, and I had to do my time, and I'm trying to do some street jokes, and it was it was miserable. Flop, sweat, you know, horrible. And so I spent the rest of the week writing, writing, writing. Bombed every night. Didn't get any better. And uh, but yeah, still eat it. Still eat it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Once you feel like, oh man, I fucking got this shit down. Finally, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing this for 17 years, almost 18 years, and I still, I, I know that any time I go up on, I I could, I could eat my exactly. own dick. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I. That's what my I buddy, he's just starting, and he's just like, and he, it's a weird thing, kind of, where he's done all these. He's done big shows. He like worked with big comedians, so they put him on a show. So he's performed like 2,000 people before he's done an open mic. It's so, <laughs> so fucking yeah. weird. But he's like, I'm so scared to bomb. I'm like, you just got to do it, man. You got to, what are you never going to bomb in your fucking life? Just yeah. get it over with, yeah. man. You just, just be terrible tonight already. Yeah, Stop <laughs> being selfish. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do a hell gig. Hope you have another one. Um, but uh, in, in a second, but uh, before we do, uh, I, I had to bring this up. Uh, I go and I pick you up yesterday, right? And we're driving over here and I'm telling you a little bit about the show and the network. And uh, and about Scott, who who runs the network, uh, uh, produces the shows, and you you like casually mention you're like, I wonder if that's the same guy I met last time I was here, and you told me this <laughs> you told me this whole story <laughs> about how you got into a fight with our very own Scott Whitney last time you were in town. Yeah. Oh yeah, who, what show was that? I was there. For yeah, that. you were there. It was me and you, you and the guy I was just talking about, and uh, that wasn't. I remember that. What the fuck Brian. are you guys arguing about? Brian, was that nice? Well. No, in, in the end, it's going to be fine because it turns out you agreed, but it was funny. Was that nice, Brian? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was something so retarded. I, I, equipment broke that's down broken. yesterday that's when we brought that shit up. Yeah. But it was, it, it, oh, and I man. came into the discussion. I was going to bring it up whether it had broken or not, to be I fair. came up into, uh, this, into the discussion. Brian, we can't hear your mic anymore. But What's going and, on and, here? And, and giving Scott 100% the benefit of the doubt that it was alcohol-induced, <laughs> he was arguing <laughs> that comedians love Leno yeah, 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 and hate Letterman, yeah, yeah. and I said it's the exact opposite. Comedians what love I Letterman, and they don't respect Leno as much. And he said, "I've met a ton of comics. You don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> Remember, and I turned yeah, yeah, to you, no, and I was with you, but and, then I was like, "That's I, my and boss." I, and I go, and I go, I go, dude, <laughs> I don't, because I didn't want to have wait, a fighter wait, conversation. Now, now, to be, to I was be, like, wait, "I'm out of here." To be fair, I've I've had this conversation with Scott, and and he actually believes the opposite. Yeah, you're on. You're like you know most of us. 
uh, rational people that, that are on you know, <laughs> pro-Letterman, anti-Leno. Yeah. But uh, as, as uh, Rick said, you'd had a cocktail oh, uh, that right. evening. Or, or 12. Right. So wait, so wait Brent, did, are you telling me you heard me say that I liked yeah, Leno? Yeah, you, uh, you were just confused. Man, I don't believe. You were just confused, <laughs> and then your wife was there, and all you uh, couldn't just turn. Oh, you couldn't back it down. You can't back down. <laughs> yeah, like, I respect <laughs> that. Yeah, you, committed. you couldn't give I it up. Oh, you man. committed to the argument, and I think maybe you were like, shit, I fucked this up, but I can't no. say it now. I, I I really thought, you know what, I have to stop drinking. No, no, never. <laughs> no, do no, no. Don't be a quitter. It was, like, <laughs> it was only like 12 of us listening. <laughs> and right. 11 of us voted Leno, but you're like, you, all you motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I, really, I really thought I was saying Letterman. I just don't believe Then you got up on stage and did a mile of the long <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let, let's wrap it up, man. Uh, this has been fun. I could I could sit and talk to you for another hour and a half like oh, yesterday. Yeah, but every day, like, exactly. <laughs> but really uh, fun. But Still can't hear your mic, up, Brian. I'm not sure what's wrong. Hey, okay, well, that's uh, that's somebody else's problem. Uh, I'll just talk louder okay. until I'm in Brant's mic. Okay. Uh, um, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We always wrap it up with a little negativity on the show. Let's have a, oh, good. Let's good, have good, a, good. Let's have a hell gig, man. Give me give me one of your favorites other than Alabama. Uh, okay. Well, uh, the gig itself wasn't hellish, but the result was hellish, and I think it's probably a unique story. Um, Winnemucca, Nevada. Okay. Heard Dave, of it. Dave yeah. Tribble. Yeah. A Tribble run. Ooh. Right. And, uh, Which, by the way, if I just really quickly do, uh, there, Tribble runs are sort of this legendary thing in the comedy world. There's this guy named Dave Tribble, and he books these strings of one-nighters all around the country. And uh, they're, they're affectionately known as Tribble runs. And the, uh, they're, they're always smaller, sort of weird cities and weird rooms. And they're, uh, the, the sort of the trademark of the Tribble run is it takes you almost exactly the amount of time uh, to drive from this show to your next show uh, than there are hours in between the two yeah, shows. Yeah. Like, they're spread out so perfectly, <laughs> you have to get in your car and fucking bust ads just to make it in time. It, it's, it's the gas money tour. That's right. all it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It costs you yeah. as much in gas money to go. I yeah. mean, for an, an example would be you're in Coos Bay, Oregon, way up on the coast, and then you drive eight hours to Winnemucca, and then seven hours up to Grants Pass, and like that kind yeah, of. Yeah. You know, it's fuck. The routing is horrible, <laughs> and but you know, every comic you have holes in your schedule, and you know you're gonna you, you, you're gonna fucking rather work than sit at home on the couch and rack one into a fucking hand towel. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe maybe Brad you would take the hand towel. You could do both. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But but so so anyway, uh, a lot of times when you work this room, you have the option of doing the whole show yourself rather than bringing a feature and you can just eat up the budget because it is a hard yeah, room to get yeah. to. So I take that option. Anyway, long story short, um, there happened to be a shooting in the casino on the day before that I was there. Someone died, so literally was shot and killed. And uh, so they had that police yellow tape all over the place and there was nobody in the casino, none. And at the time, the room has changed since then, but it was, it was open, one of those open rooms. So the slots are right next to the table, so it's you know, loud. And I'm talking to the bartender slash manager, and uh, I'm going, hey, well, you know, 8 o'clock, no one's here, what do we do? Ah, just wait, people show up late, you know, okay, 8.15, 8.30. I go, well, can I just get the money? And he goes, absolutely, you got to do the show. And I'm like, I think, he, I think he's busting my balls. Right. Right? No, 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 but there's no one here. Yeah, well, you want to get paid, you got to do, do the show. Uh. The theory that if I'm standing, and there's no stage, if I'm standing there with a microphone and anyone walks by, people uh. might go, oh, what's this, and, and go in. 
So I fuck it. I want to get paid. I want yeah, the you, you know. Gotta get money. Right, exactly. So yeah. I go up there literally, and I'm giving it my all. Hey, how you guys doing? You know, like, and, hey, I'm from Boston, and here's a dick joke, and here's a joke about my mom, and fucking blah blah blah. Just kind of riffing through my stuff. I get to about a half hour, and not, it's getting frustrating because it's one thing to bomb. But it's, I'm, I'm in front of nobody. Yeah. Yeah, you're not even bombing. You're doing I, some I, like uncharted territory. Right. Yeah. There's nobody there, and he's walking in and out of the room because he's cleaning glasses and he's taking shit, you know. So uh, I, I, you know, I grab a fucking paper, one of those uh, best bet guides, you know, what's going on in the casino. Mm-hmm. And I just sit down and I start reading. You know, all right, and Pai Gao, when the dealer is showing, you know, at 15, you got to, you know, and I'm just literally reading. And on Thursday at the community center, there's going to be uh, our house production by Mrs. Uh, Rootlinger's third grade class. And I just read the paper literally for the rest of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> he gives me my, begrudgingly gives me my check. And uh, I, I go about my business the next day. I'm driving. I get a page because this is 1997. Right, right. So I got to pull over, find a pay phone, use my <laughs> MCI card. I call Tribble and I go, what's the 911? What's up? And he goes, they will never book you again because of what you pulled last night. And I go, what? And he goes, he said he were the least funny comic they've ever had. You completely bombed. And I tried telling him the story. I'm like, dude, there was nobody there. And he goes, that's not what I heard. I just heard you were so bad that they will never have you back. <laughs> so I did a show for zero fucking people, and, you still got and I complaints. still got complaints. <laughs> I was that bad. But you have to uh, you, fast lo- forward it a little bit because the the, the 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 sort of the uh, the vengeance part of this is great. Too. So I'm literally banned from that casino. You know, no big deal. I don't give yeah. a fuck if I ever right. go thank back. You. I'd say, go I'd back thank you. I'd send him a thank Exactly. So now two years ago, I'm up, I'm up in Reno. I, I host this TV show on the CW network up there. So I spend a lot of, a lot of time in Reno. I'm on my way to uh, do Keith Stubbs' room, Wise Guys, in, uh, in Utah, and you got to pass Winnemucca. So I call Tribble, and I go, you got Winnemucca open? And yeah, sure. And he'd forgotten it about it, you know. And I go back, and this time, actually, it's closed off. They actually made some improvements to the room and stuff, but there's still like 15, 16 people. And I'm talking to the, uh, the, the new manager in the room, and I'm like, is it light like this all the time? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, people show up a little bit late, whatnot, you know. This one time. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. He's like, yeah, the guy before me tells me the story. And I'm like, dude, it was me. And he's like, no, 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 no. This was like the worst comedian in the history of comedy. Like, he was so bad. You know, the way the guy told the story that, like, you know, there could have been people, but people walked by. Oh, we can't go see. You know, it was that fucking bad. But so he told me the story about me. Ten years later. That's dude, the great. fucking legend lives on. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Rick Lee, everybody. That's a great battle of fucking, all right. I love that. He goes, well, you're going to perform. And then I go, okay, well, here's, this is performing. Then yeah. I'll sit here and fucking read. Right. I mean, that's great. And you won. What do you think? <laughs> Winner. Well, I, I, I won at the time. But then 10 years, I fucking have to take a triple gig again and go back <laughs> to Winnemucca and eat okay, a dick. Yeah. And it's for the same amount of money as it was <laughs> that before. And there was a feature with me this time. Uh, so you got to love that. That's a fucking comedy story right there, kids. Uh, all right, thank you very much, Rick, and, uh, and, and thanks to all of you who uh, hung out with us on a Friday. We'll be back next week, uh, our usual day, Thursday, so look forward to hanging out with you then. Uh, go ahead and uh, email us, awkward, VegasVideoNetwork.com. Uh, bye, everybody, thanks. Have a good weekend. Thanks for having me. Peace out. Thank you. <laughs> who is dead to me? That's, that's, not even, that's not even close to the worst thing I've ever done to you. Come on. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Uh, yeah, thank you.